today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. What if a greater thing comes out of all of this? Yes, everything is different from what it used to be. It's not the same. Yes, absolutely, the old way was better. But here's what the Lord would say to us today. He's with us. He is with us. And His Holy Spirit remains in His church. His Holy Spirit is among us despite all the changes. The current pandemic is full of unknowns and lots of change. Nothing is as it once was, and that can be a terrifying thing to think about. But in today's teaching, Pastor Dan will encourage you to look at the world today through a different lens. Rather than mourn for what is lost, focus on what the Lord is doing. For Scripture tells us that He works all things together for good. You may not understand or even like the world right now, but put your faith in the One who is holy. He never leaves us or forsakes us. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Haggai chapter 2 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Out of joy from the noise of the weeping of the people, for the people shouted with a loud shout, and the sound was heard afar off. So in the crowd, you've got the young whippersnappers shouting and rejoicing. We got the foundation. We got the slab poured. But the old timers who saw Solomon's temple, they're weeping. They're weeping because they can already tell just from seeing the foundation. This ain't anything compared to Solomon's temple. Now, here we are. We've been able to reopen the church. And some of us are rejoicing. But, you know, some of our church family is saddened that they can't be here. You know, maybe they've got health issues or high-risk people in their family or whatever. And they can't be. There's mixed emotion with all of this. Some are celebrating and some are sad. The younger men, they shouted for joy, but the older men, they wept with sorrow because this new temple, just even seeing the foundation of it, man, it was nothing compared to the way it used to be when Solomon's temple was here. Nothing compared to the beauty and the glory of the first temple. Now, turn back to Haggai. Sixteen years go by. They finally get back to work. And God asks the people, Hey, who here saw the first temple in all of its glory? And then God asks those old timers, In comparison with this, this new temple must look like nothing to you. And I'm sure there's old timers in the audience kind of shook their heads, yeah. God says, compared to the first temple, this new temple, it's not much to look at, is it? (laughs) You're not really excited about this new temple. You long for the old temple. For those old timers who saw the first temple, this new temple, it was depressing and it was sad. 
And I would bet that when the Lord asked this question, who saw the first temple in its glory and how does this new temple compare in your eyes? I bet some of those people in the crowd, those old timers, I bet they got emotional again, just like they did 16 years before when they laid the foundation and they wept then. I bet when God asked this question now through the prophet Haggai, I bet some of those old timers just got choked up. I can't even talk about it. It's just not the same. It's not as glorious as it used to be. You know, we have been doing church entirely different from the way we used to do church just three months ago. Just three months ago. Even still today, even though we're open, most of our church family has to watch online. They want to be here, but they can't be here. Even though they want to be, they can't. They can't be. Everything's different. Not just with church, but every, everything has changed. But here in church in particular, I mean, you see, we've had to rearrange everything. We have a bunch of the chairs just stored in the hallway. We had to take a bunch of chairs out. We had to space the chairs seven feet apart. You know, you come to church, most of you come with masks. And you come in, you're not sure, can I, can I hug this person? You know, are they okay with that? You know, I don't know if you noticed, we just skipped the greeting time because I wasn't even sure what to do with that, right? Are we, should we greet? Should we not greet? Everything's different. There's no children's ministry. There's no coffee. <laughs> Everything's different. Everything is different from how it used to be. And just as God asked this little group of people there in Jerusalem trying to build a new temple, hey, how many of you saw the old one? Compared to the old one, you probably don't really like this new one, do you? And if I were to ask you, I think all of us would agree, I liked it how it used to be. I don't like how it is now. The way it used to be is better. Not only here in church, but just in general, right? I liked it better then. I don't like it so much now. It's great that we're here, but I don't, I don't like this. It's not the same. It's not the way it used to be. I like the way it used to be. Well, for the people that saw the old temple, they said, hey, we, we like the old temple. We don't like this new temple. The old temple was so much better than this new temple. There's, I mean, there's no comparison here. I think we can relate to that sentiment. I just want it the way it used to be. And maybe even some of us are just saddened by the way that it is now. Again, not just in church, but just in life. We want our old life back. Well, look at what God says now to them in verse 4. God says in verse 4, Yet now be strong, Zerubbabel, says the Lord. And be strong, Joshua, the high priest. And be strong, all you people of the land, says the Lord. And work, for I am with you says the Lord. God says to the people, hey, be strong and do the work. Finish the temple, build the temple. And then God says, for I'm with you. Now, if you're a note taker, this is, listen, this is exactly what David said to his son Solomon regarding building that first temple. It's the same thing that David told Solomon about the first temple. In First Chronicles chapter 28, verse 20, 
David said to his son Solomon, be strong and of good courage and do it. Do not fear nor be dismayed for the Lord God, my God, will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you until you have finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. That's what David told Solomon before Solomon went to build the first temple. The same thing that the Lord himself now tells this little ragtag group in Jerusalem that's trying to build a new temple to replace that old glorious temple. God says the same thing to them. Hey, you guys be strong. You do the work. You get the job done. And then most importantly, he says, for I am with you. Yeah, they're looking at this field, this vacant lot with just the foundation, a couple walls, and, and they're thinking, man, God's not in this. <laughs> it's the Feast of Tabernacles when they dedicated the first temple. It was so wonderful and glorious, and God's presence was so clearly there at the first temple. And they're thinking, God's not in this. And God speaks loud and clear to them. Hey, be strong, do the work. I am with you. Yeah, there may not be this big cloud coming down filling a building because you don't have a building to fill. But I'm with you just the same. I'm in this. I'm in it. And I believe this is what the Lord is saying to us today of this new way we're doing church, this new normal of whatever normal is now or whatever church life is going to be. I would say to you that the Lord is saying, be strong, do it. I'm with you in this. I'm still with you. Yes, it's different. Yes, it looks different. It feels different. It's weird. We like the old way. But the Lord says, I'm with you in this. And he acknowledges, yes, it's different. But I'm in it. Yes, it's unsettling. Yes, it's not like how it used to be. And it may never be like how it used to be. But the Lord wants us to know, I'm with you in this. God's with us. Church, God is with us. God is with us. You know, Jesus said, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, that I am there in the midst of them. Whether you are gathering here in person or you're gathering over Zoom, I believe Jesus shows up. Even if it's over Zoom, Jesus can still show up. Not like Jesus was like, hey, you know, when I said that, they didn't have Zoom. I didn't know, you know, I had no idea that one. No, two or three people get together in his name. He shows up. He's there. That hasn't changed. And I can look back over the last 10 weeks and I can say God was with us that whole time. God is with us now and God will be with us going forward, no matter what it looks like whether it's a handful of us here on Sundays and most of us online or however it goes, God's with us. God's with us. That hasn't changed. And so we should be strong. We should continue in the work, continue doing what God wants us doing. Don't grow weary. Don't grow discouraged. Doesn't look the same. Yes, the old way was better in many ways, but but God's still with us. Then he goes on in verse 5, according to the word that I covenanted 
with you when you came out of Egypt. God says, I haven't forgot the covenant that I made with you. (laughs) I'm still keeping my covenant. So look what it says at the end of verse 5. So my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. Pastor Dan will have more to share from today's Ring of Truth study in just a moment. But right now, we'd like to invite you to worship with us this Sunday morning. Here's Pastor Dan to tell you a little more. I heard recently that many people who listen to Christian radio are not part of a local church. Hey, if that's you, I'd like for you to join us this weekend as our guest at Calvary Chapel located in Columbia, Maryland. The teachings you've enjoyed here on Ring of Truth are from messages I've shared with the congregation at Calvary Chapel We have two meeting times on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. You can find out more and get directions at our website, calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Now let's get back to today's message on Ring of Truth. God, again, he acknowledges this new temple. It's no comparison to the old temple. It's not like how it used to be. But God says, yeah, but my spirit remains with you. Yeah, it's different, but my spirit remains with you. My spirit is still at work in this temple. Again, church has changed for us. Life has changed so much for us over the last three months. But God's spirit is still remaining with us. Yeah, it looks really different. But his spirit remains with us and in us. And the Holy Spirit is still working in our lives through all of this. Holy Spirit remains among us. He goes on in verse 6, For thus says the Lord of hosts, Once more, it is a little while, I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and dry land, and I will shake all the nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations, and I will fill the temple with glory, says the Lord of hosts. What the Lord does now, he jumps ahead to the end of the age when Jesus Christ returns and glory, and power. And he says then, he's looking ahead to the end of the age, and he says, God will shake the nations before Christ returns. And I would say to you, God is shaking the nations. That the very thing that Haggai spoke of here is happening in our day. God is shaking the nations, all the nations of the world. God is shaking the economy. God is shaking everything, everywhere, all over the world. Just as he said he would. To get our attention, God is shaking the world today. You know, Jesus talked about these things that will come upon the earth just before his return. And he described them as labor pains, contractions. Which contractions, of course, as you get closer and closer to the birth... They happen more frequently and they happen with greater intensity. I would say this pandemic is a big contraction, which is just an indication to us that we are getting close to the return of Jesus Christ. And that's why he's trying to get our attention. That's why he's shaking the world. He says here, the desire of nations in verse seven, they shall come to the desire of. Of all nations. That's a messianic title. Speaking of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the desire of all nations and the desire of all people. People may not realize that what they really desire is Jesus Christ. 
they think they desire you know, something else, a relationship or money or success or whatever it may be. And they think that that's what's going to satisfy them. That's what's going to fulfill them. But really the desire is for Jesus Christ. The Bible says we are all created subject to vanity, subject to an emptiness. We all have this emptiness inside of us, this longing that's there that can only be filled by Jesus Christ. And people will try to fill that emptiness with all kinds of things, but it's only filled with Jesus Christ. You know, it's been said that everybody has a God-shaped hole in their heart that can only be filled by a relationship with God through Jesus. He's the desire. He's the desire of all nations. He's what all the nations are looking for right now. The one who has all the answers. The one who can fix everything. That's what we're all looking. Verse 7 is quoted in Hebrews, in the New Testament, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 27 and 28. There again, it's talking about the last days before Jesus Christ returns. And, and what it says in Hebrews, God will shake everything so that only what is unshakable remains. And the only thing that's unshakable is Jesus Christ. And God's going to shake the world and shake the nations so that we hopefully realize that all of these things in the world, you can't depend upon them. You can't trust in them. The only security is Jesus The only security is Jesus Christ. He goes on in verse 8 to say, The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. Solomon's temple, that first temple, it was adorned lavishly with silver and gold, but not this new temple. This new temple that they're building, it lacked adornment. You know, our church, some of the things have changed. Some of the adornments are gone. There's no coffee. Where's the coffee? We've got this big, beautiful commercial coffee maker out there. All of these AirPods. The adornments are gone. But God says here, he says, you know, the silver's mine, the gold is mine. I don't need the silver. I don't need the gold. (laughs) Now watch what he says in verse 9. Watch what he says here. Again, Keep in mind the picture of this little group of people trying to get this new thing built and it doesn't seem like much to them. And he says, hey, the glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. He says, the glory of this latter temple shall be greater future tense, than the former temple that you're longing for, that you thought was so much greater, so much better. Now, what's going to happen over time is Herod the Great will expand Zerubbabel's temple and Jesus will come to this temple. God incarnate, God himself will come to this temple that they're building. And so the glory of this latter temple will be greater than the glory of the former temple. Now, as he says this to this crowd there, again, they've got this lot, they've got a foundation, they've got some partial walls, it doesn't look like much. It's inferior in every way in their minds to the old temple. 
But God says, hey, the glory of this temple will be greater than the first temple. In other words, God was going to do an even greater thing in this temple that they were trying to build. They can't see it. They would say, I I don't see it. The old timers who saw the first temple, "Ah, I, I don't see any possible way how the glory of this temple will be greater than the glory of the old temple. But God's going to do a greater thing in this temple. Let me just throw this out there. What if God does a greater thing in our lives? And what if God does a greater thing in his church because of the pandemic? What if he just does a greater thing? And maybe we just can't see it right now because of the way things are. But what if God uses this to do a greater thing, something exceedingly, abundantly above that all that we could think or we could imagine? And we could look at this and say, ah, man, we got less than 50% of the chairs here. Most of the people aren't here. Most are watching online and we can't. We've got to wear the mask. And I don't see it. I don't see how that's ever possible. But what if he does? Just saying, what if God does a greater thing? What if a greater thing comes out of all of this? Yes, everything is different from what it used to be. It's not the same. Yes, absolutely. The old way was better. But here's what the Lord would say to us today. He's with us. He is with us. And His Holy Spirit remains in His church. His Holy Spirit is among us despite all the changes. And He would want us to remember that He said, He's going to shake the world. And we see God shaking the world. And God would say to his church, be strong. Be strong. Don't be discouraged by this. God hasn't changed. God's the same. And he's with us and his spirit remains among us. So be strong. Keep working. Do what God has called you to do. Keep your shoulder to the plow. Don't look back. Remember Paul said that? Having put my shoulder to the plow, I don't look back. Don't look back to the way it used to be. God is with us. His spirit is among us. Be strong. Keep moving forward. And it could be that God will use all of this to do something greater than we could ever imagine. I know that he's going to work all things together for good because he promises to do that. And so he may do something even greater in us and through us. And it could be that the best is yet to come. Completely different, but better. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan. It's easy to lose your faith when you see the broken things of the world. The darkness and pain can deeply affect your spiritual life if you let it. But as you heard from Pastor Dan today, the Lord is where your true help comes from. He is still present, 
even when things like fear and anxiety creep in. He is still holy even when tragedies like a global pandemic change your entire world. Put your faith in the one who is faithful and lay your fear at the feet of Jesus. This world is not your final home. If you'd like to learn more about Ring of Truth, we encourage you to visit our website at calvaryec.com. You'll also find information about the church behind this ministry, Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. We have a heart that is geared towards spreading the gospel message to all we come in contact with, and we welcome anyone and everyone to worship with us at our location in Columbia, Maryland. If you're in the area on a Sunday morning, why not join us for a time of worship and Bible study? We'll study God's Word together and strengthen each other through prayer and fellowship. Come by and meet Pastor Dan and all of us here at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. For service times and location information, head to calvaryec.com or give us a call at 410-491-4592. That's all for today, but be sure to tune in next time to learn more from God's Word right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize